the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Welcome back, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock, we have another hour of uh, car repair talk, and you're more than welcome to join us. Dan and Michael are first and second. I have three other lines that are available. Gil's on the, uh, at the studio, and he's the one that's making it all happen. So if you want to call in and if you want to reserve your place, 602 This portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by Action Auto. I've known Tom since long before 1983, but in 1983, he landed in Deer Valley in the North Phoenix area. He's right there at I-17 in Deer Valley, the northwest corner. He's been around a long time. He's a good guy. I know he's honest. I know he's dependable. I know that his technicians aren't going to pull the wool over his eyes. I know that he he knows right from wrong, <laughs> and I know and I know that if he doesn't, his wife does. So if you're in that area of Deer Valley and I-17, anywhere within about a what four or five mile radius, and you don't have a shop, may I suggest that you go to or call Action Auto Repair and go in for an oil change and just see how they treat you, see what their lobbies likes, and listen to what they say to people on the telephone. That kind of stuff. That's what's what it's really all about. Okay, Dan, you're up first, and then Michael, stay right there. But Dan, how can I help? I was hoping you could fix my cracking dawn, but you can't. I can't. I can't. I'm sorry. <laughs> 77 Dodge Power Wagon. As I sit at the light and drive, brake pedal will just slowly go away. It's close to the floor. I can push and get the pressure back, but it will fade down. Okay. The master cylinders bypassing. If, now, if the... F- Every time you check the brake fluid, the fluid level has not changed. Then the wait, master cylinder is bypassing I, wait, internally. I checked it last month, and it was down maybe half inch. And is it that way today right now? Oh, uh, I can't say. Okay. Now, let me today. tell you why I'm asking you. There's only two reasons for the brake pedal to slowly fade to the floor. A hydraulic fluid leak at a caliper, a wheel cylinder, the back of the master cylinder, at the uh, proportioning valve, a, a minor right. leak is is going to let the and then or the master cylinder is bypassing internally. The difference between those two is the state of the level of the brake fluid. If we're if we've got an external leak, then we're going to have a drop in brake fluid. But Very if we good. have an internal bypass, we don't. Very good. Okay, you know where it's going to end up. Um Kudos to Ellen and Bob at Harker's. Oh, yeah. That's a fact. Yeah. <laughs> it's it, exciting yeah, just to it, say Harker's. No, no. <laughs> that, that's They're fine great with me. people. Um, now, let me ask you a question. When you, as you drive that 77 Power Wagon around, 
How many times people ask you if you've ever thought about selling it? It's been quite a long time, a year or so. It's been, okay. been a year or so. It's nice and clean. Runs like a bat out of you know what, Bob yep. tune-ups and things. Yep. And it's kind of it's kind of a righteous vehicle. Well, and it, the the old power wagons are very. I mean, most of us old guys, um, that was right after we got out of high school and those were the trucks that were the monsters when we were when we were um in our 20s and, and we all aspire to own one of those so um that's that's the reason i ask you that i i would have assumed that the answer would be that there's a lot of people that have said hey have you ever decided to sell that here's my business card <laughs> no, but uh, okay. i've been pushing it for a little over 25 years no you're that's a that's one of the that's one of the first well that's in the first generation of four wheel drives that were just really big bad trucks and then of course we went into uh, Nissan's and and uh, and the like and now we're back into the big bad trucks but anyway thank you very much Dan Michael you know one other thing to, oh okay oh. go ahead I've talked to you last year or so and you said if you ever want to get rid, get rid of the truck to call you. <laughs> you no, and, and I, 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 that, that's okay. That that's okay with me, and and I and I'll, I'll cool. still do that. I'll help you market that thing, but I'll be one of the bidders. I can tell you that. All so, right, thanks for your time, Mark. All right, you bet, Dan. Thank you, Michael. You're up. How can I help you, Michael? Bob. Hello. Hello. Michael, go ahead, sir. Hello. Yes, go ahead, Michael. Go ahead. Yes, I have a brake problem on a 1994 GMC Sierra that uh, I not have not been able to actually isolate what the problem is. Okay. Uh, I've changed the uh, brake switch on the pedal. I during that process I found the uh, the multi switch up in the steering wheel had a wire uh, pulled from the uh, plug down on the column, and I found the cruise control had two wires that was actually uh, cut. But uh, And I changed the relay switch up on the, uh, uh, under the hood. So Okay, now wait, no stop. Luck. Okay, stop for a minute. Are, are you having problems with the brake lights? Light, yes, they're not. Okay. When you press on the brake, they don't come on. Okay, well, the 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 brake pedal switch probably has just two wires, and it might have three. And we send power down there, and we use one wire to light the brake lights, and we use one wire to cancel the uh, cruise control. So, and there there sometimes there's a third wire that provides a ground or something like that. From the brake light switch, it goes to the turn signal switch. And it's then divided to the two taillights. This isn't a hard diagnostic for an old gray-haired guy to do. But that's what you have to do. You have to make sure that we have a signal coming out of the brake light switch. And then, obviously, it's going into the turn signal switch, but it's not going to the two taillights. That's that. And, and, obviously, somebody's going to have to track that down. Um, what This 94 Sierra, is it a truck or is it a, a little Tahoe or what? No, it's a truck. It's okay. a fifteen hundred. Okay. Now, um, do you do you have turn signals on the back end? Yes, turn signals, flashers, all of that works. Just not the brakes. Brake lights. Well, see, 
the flashers would be on the same. I'm thinking out loud here. The flashers are on the same circuit as the brake lights. And we're going to actually make that happen at the turn signal switch. And the fa I'm thinking out loud now. And the fact that the tr the hazards work off the, and, and the back tail brake lights are flashing, that means the ground is there at the socket. So I got power and ground to the socket. And when I got hazards, then I've got, I'm flashing from park lights to brake lights, park lights to brake lights. The only problem I I don't have is I don't have brake, I don't have brake input. And if that's the case, then it almost has to be the brake switch at the pedal or a connection there out. Well, like I said, on the multi-function switch on the turn signal there, I found one wire that was pulled out. And so I bought a new one, and I've installed that, and there's been no change. Well, it, The only thing the, is the third light brake. Third, third brake light will flash. Okay. Well, that... that that's not really what you should have done when you found the wire uh, that that had become disconnected. Um, a wiring diagram would tell you what circuit that belongs to, and then I would have put a test light on that wire and applied the brake. Because if it is a brake, uh, if it is the the signal from the brake pedal to the turn signal switch, then it would have lit up when I applied the brakes. So you missed some diagnostic stuff in the middle of all of that, but. It's it's a process that has to be followed. I mean, you've already guessed and you missed. But what really confuses me is, and I would have to look at a wiring diagram, but I'm pretty familiar with General Motors, is how do we have hazards, which is a flash of the brake lights, when we don't have brake lights? And the answer is, is the hazards are at the turn signal switch, and they simply send flashing power to the taillights. But the brake lights is an input to the turn signal switch. So um, I, I can't fix it, but I can tell you the problem is between the brake light switch on on the car and the turn signal switch. There's And you can pull up a wiring diagram on the Internet and figure out whether it's the yellow wire, the green wire, or the purple wire. Okay, but that, that's the that. best I can offer you. All right, well, good luck to you, Michael. Thank you very much. 602-508-0960. The lines are wide open. There's five of them. Gil's the one that answers the phone. Him and I have been together since we were little boys, and I have pictures of him when uh, he was younger drinking beer. Gil, who's next? <laughs> Your next caller is Mike. Mike, good morning. How can I help you? Good morning. Yes, I've got a 2002 Ford Ranger Edge. Um they just my son just gave it to me probably six months ago and what have you and uh, it's it's in good shape now I bought tires for it and the body's in good shape and all that the engine runs good it's strong and everything it's got 165,000 miles on it but he, he kind of warned me he told me that uh, it shifts rough okay um, once it take off you know it just sometimes it'll hit hard or, or just shift hard I mean uh, rough now I just wanted to ask you uh, other than uh, maintenance on it, if I do have to replace that tranny, uh, what is the best procedure? Should I just get a rebuilt one, or should I have that one rebuilt, and what's the cheapest way, the surest way? I don't want to get a, uh, somebody rebuild it and not rebuild it right, you know, if uh, that's the case, you know. Okay, you, you, I can answer your question, but I'm going to use the words you just used. The same person that diagnoses it is going to fix it. And then the the result better fix the 
problem we went in after. You don't want 15 people involved in that equation. Shop A said it's the transmission. Shop B checked it out, and Shop C repaired it as Shop B said to. That is a recipe for disaster. So at 165, at 165,000 miles, I, I think what I'd like to see you do is go down to Automatic Transmission Exchange and ask Phil to just drive it with you. He'll do that. And and you say, or you say, I promise not to have you for more than 10 minutes. I can make this happen myself. So I'd like to drive first, and I'm going to show you what's going on, and then I want you to drive it if you want. And then my question is, is an estimate. Now, if it's never been a part, 165,000 miles, um, I'm not quite sure I'd do a whole lot of repairs. If you were going to do it yourself, if you're going to swap the transmission yourself, I want you to know your success rate's less than 50%. You don't have the necessary equipment to set up all the transmission. You can't flush the cooler. You can't flush the lines. You can't do all the stuff that needs to be done to, to stick a new transmission in the system. Then oftentimes on your O2, I think it'll automatically attach to the computer. Um, some of the newer model cars, sometimes you have to talk them into it. But in your case, it's probably just a plug-and-play on the transmission. But Automatic Transmission Exchange would drive it for you for free and give you their ideas. But hopefully it's had the fluid and filter changed in it in the last three or four years. And if not, I'd probably start there. Start there? Okay, because, uh, you know, if I would take it, like, to a uh, regular transmission place, uh, they could say, well, I think the, the the bands need tightening or whatever, whatever it might need. But at that at, at 165,000, uh, you you would go uh, uh, auto exchange, uh, transmission exchange, and then will they do the complete job uh, there? Do they have a shop, or is it just the transmission that they they would give me to, for another uh, place to install and all that? Or what's okay. the deal on them? Well, I don't know them. I don't know them, but I'm telling you, I I I, I don't want any part of that kind of a deal. So if, as a shop owner, if, if Mike takes it and has somebody diagnose it, and then he takes it over to a transmission shop and they replace it, and then Mike has a problem, I don't want that truck in my shop. Because it's, it's a disaster waiting to happen. And what's going to happen is those two guys are going to gang up on me and say, I don't know what I'm talking about when neither one of them fixed your problem. So, again, the guy who diagnoses it, you show him what you're talking about. He diagnoses it. He fixes it. You drive it and make sure the problem's solved, and that's a home run. Same okay. guy, step one, step two, step three. You get three different guys in there, most of us don't want no part of that. But i got to run. We'll be back right after this. Hello. I'm Greg May, owner of Phoenix Body Works. For 35 years, we've been demonstrating our workmanship, our honesty, our integrity, and our exceptional customer service. We are blessed to have so many repeat customers who refer their friends and family. We have ethical, loyal technicians who have been with us for years. They are ICAR certified, which means they are up to date on the latest technology and techniques. So your repairs meet or exceed industry standards. Our technicians are truly part of our family. We are very capable of fixing your car. We pull off damaged parts. We pull your frame and body mounts back to where they should be. Then we install the new parts. We align both the front and rear end. Then your car is back to the way it was when new. Our customers come from all over the valley. I'm Greg May. Remember, it's your vehicle. You pick the shop, not the insurance company. Phoenix Body Works, we want to be your collision repair specialist. Call us, 623-582-1434, Monday through Friday, 9 to noon on Saturday. 
for some smart saving. Make their dreams their reality. I'm Arizona State Treasurer Kimberly Yee. Whatever your little one dreams of becoming, a doctor, a chef, a firefighter, they're going to need a plan and savings. Open an AZ 529 education savings plan and you will be able to pay for their future education. Visit az529.gov and start saving to make their dream job come true. Now that's smart saving. Sponsored by the Office of the Arizona State Treasurer. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Radio.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. They knock us down. We get stronger. They try to silence us, but our voice just got louder. The new wave is coming. We've succeeded. People just don't want to recognize it because it challenges their narrative. It challenges their assumption. So they got to try to find a boogeyman. Brace socialism, they think it's great. If you want to go outside and celebrate Joe Biden, if you want to kick around a pillowed effigy of Donald J. Trump, that's perfectly safe. The tech overlords censoring our speech, right? I call this diet fascism. They say, you can't see this, you can't see this. We're doing it to protect you. It's for it's for your safety. Speaker Pelosi was holding the American people hostage for political gain. This was never about what was best for the American people, never about honest policy disagreement. It was about preventing President Trump from getting any credit. It was about politics. Candace, DeSantis, Crenshaw. Really, the conservative voice has never been stronger. 960 The Patriot, a voice that speaks for you. Twenty-one minutes after the hour of eleven o'clock, the lines are wide open. There's five of them: six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty and zero nine sixty. Because we're at nine sixty, the Patriot here in Phoenix, six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. When it comes to car repair shops, I've identified what I believe to be is the crust of the best shops in town, and Automotive Dynamics is one of them. They've been around since 1982. Chuck Knighty and his family own it, and I've known Chuck's earlier than that. They provide good service. Their technicians are not paid a commission or a percentage of a repair bill. Therefore, that they can insure their customers they won't sell you unnecessary parts or repairs. Sun City has a lot of auto repair shops, but there's only one I can recommend, and that's Auto Dynamics, and they're on the north side of Grand, just west of 99th Avenue, or Grand and 99th Avenue. When it comes to um, fixing cars, I know that that um, most folks that call the show, and you're welcome to call the show and we'll have conversations, want me to be able to fix it. First of all, or identify the fix. First of all, I'm only as good as the input. So if I say to you, does it pulsate? Does the back end of the truck shake? And you say no, but really the answer is yes, then I'm going to make a hard left turn and I'm not going to be right in my guess. It's not in your best interest to call around like um, Mike did with his transmission problem. Call around and, and find out from guys what they think it might be because all it does is just muddy up the water. I doubt very seriously if he has adjustable bands in his O2, adjustable transmission bands in his O2 Ranger that has 165,000 miles on it. His intermittent shift issue, where the shifts weren't the same, some were hard, some were soft. I mean, the basics, you'd check the fluid level to be make sure it's correct. You'd make sure it's clean. Maybe you had to pull the pan and look at the pan to see if there's anything in the bottom of it. Because if there's pieces of transmission in the bottom of the pan, then everybody knows what's wrong with it at this point. It needs to be overhauled. Or if there's snap rings involved or if there's clutch material involved, 
we need more information in order to, to come to a conclusion on what's the matter. So adjusting the bands, Mike, on your O2 Ranger is is uh, something you should knock out of your head. It's not something that you're going to do. That's not something that's going to happen. If it is a band problem that's causing the shift pattern to change or the shift firmness or softness to change, it's because they're worn out after 165,000 miles. After all, this has been around the equator six times. So it's not reasonable to assume that the transmission is going to go seven or eight times, which is 200,000 miles, although some of the newer ones are showing signs of being able to last that long. So anyway, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. My shop has a variety of 55-gallon drums. Most of them are blue. Most of them are marked with Chevron logos. And what I do is, is I take those and... I make trash cans for people that want a 55-gallon metal can. So what I do is I cut the lid off the top, and then I put two nice handles on either side. Now, I'll tell you how strong these handles are. I can use my Bobcat, and I can use a piece of chain from handle to handle and pick up the uh, the 55-gallon uh, drum. So I'm not putting cheesy handles on them. But if you want a drum, a blue drum with the lid on it, just like it's done. They've already been rinsed out. They don't have any oil in them or anything like that. Then the drum's $15. If you want me to cut the barrel, the top of it off, it's $18. I'm going to charge you $3 to cut the top off. If you want handles on it, they're 8 bucks a piece. That's what I pay for them at Home Depot. Mark at MarkSalem.com. Mark at MarkSalem.com. And if you'll send me an email, I'll send you a flyer that explains everything and shows you pictures of what all I'm doing. So it's it's. What I do is is I charge for this, but then I promise you 100% of all the sales are donated to charities. I pick the charity. And and this is just a way to take something that we end up with a whole bunch of them and then try to make some money out of them and give it to a charity. So it, it's, not, it's not uncommon for me to have 10 or 12 or 15 or 16 of these drums in inventory that are empty and that have already been drained. So if you need a 55-gallon trash can, whether you want just the drum, 15 bucks. If you want the top cut off, $18. And if you want handles on it, $8 a side or just $8 or no handles. I don't care. And you'll pick them up in Tempe. That's where they'll end up. I usually bring them up to the ranch and, and fix them or do them. I cut them and, and make them here, and then I take them back down the next time I go down to town. So anyway, that's how it all works out. When we talk about diesels, we have Strictly Diesel. Strictly Diesel Service and Repair. They're at I-17 and Pinnacle Peak Road. Nate. You only have to meet Nate before you recognize that Mark speaks highly of Nate. He, First of all, he's a giant man. He has hands like tennis rackets, but he's the kindest and the, one of the smartest diesel guys I've ever met in my life. As a matter of fact, the other day I had a call from an insurance company that had a diesel issue question. And then Nate and I worked it out between the two of us. I brought some stuff to the table, and he brought some stuff to the table. But he's the kind of guy I lean on. I have his cell phone number, and I'm not going to give you that. But <laughs> nevertheless, if you've got a Chevy, a Ford, a Dodge, and you've got a problem and everybody wants to guess, then Nate doesn't have to guess. He's capable of diagnosing your problem. He's capable of bidding it. He's capable of fixing it. And not for a penny more than the estimate that he gave you unless he called you first. So you can also go to Strictly Diesel Service and Repair on their website. And they sell lots of 
of parts for diesels. And of course the website's available 24 hours a day. So strictly diesel service and repair, I-17 and Pinnacle Peak Road. I sent somebody from Prescott to him the other day and uh, he calls me back and said he was really happy with the service. And yes, Nate fixed his truck. So 602-508-0960, that's the phone number. We have five lines, five lines available. And if you'd like to call and ask a car question, then you can. And I guess we have a caller. Who might that be? Say hello to Lenny. Lenny, good morning. Good morning, Mark. Lenny calling. Listen, I got a little story here. I want to ask what happened here. Uh, I was driving my car, okay, and I pulled into a, a Bash's food store to pick up some groceries there. Okay, when I, when I came out of the store, I had to back out of the parking place. So when I put the car in here, started to back out, and I couldn't turn the wheel. What happened? I said, I knew myself what happened. I said, I'll bet that belt broke. So sure enough, I woke up the hood, and then the, the, the power steering belt was, 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 sort of thing belt was, was standing still. So when I, what the, where I got locked out is where this didn't break while my car was in motion. It broke while I was in that store shopping for about 10 minutes. Isn't that amazing? It, well, it broke because, because the, the water pump had froze and the belt got so hot or, or the stationary a water pump not turning got the belt to overheat and it broke but the luck me that didn't happen while i was driving in motion that's yes. why i lucked out what do you think yes. of that and well and and i i think that you probably haven't done had any nasty thoughts of your neighbors lately and i i i'm thinking that you probably behaved yourself and i'm pretending i'm i'm thinking that um, i would like to have that luck all the time too but folks what he's saying is is everything was fine and, and he pulled into the the parking lot um, when he shut it off then the belt got shed or th- we shed the belt at that point because the water pumps locked up or locking right. up and locked up then so then when he gets in the car he has no power steering the the bad news on that would have been he's driving down the road the water pump locks up that t- puts the cooling system into a dip. we're going to melt down here pretty quick he loses power steering Depending on the car, he could also lose power brakes. But the issue is, is he's got a calamity on his hands. All of a sudden, he's got dash lights that are lighting up that are yellow and and red, and he's got no power steering, and he's got a big problem. So through the grace of God, he had to deal with that problem in this in a parking lot of a of a shopping mall, which is a lot better than on the road. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. Did you know Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons, Tom and Paul, operate Rain Tree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates, and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint, and it's waterborne paint, so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. I'm looking forward to a play date with my granddaughter. I can't wait to get together with my friends for a backyard barbecue. If you're 65 or older, you're starting to get back to doing things you love. Did you know even healthy adults 65 and older are at increased risk for pneumococcal pneumonia? It's a potentially serious bacterial lung disease that can disrupt your life for weeks. 
Help protect yourself with the Prevnar 13 pneumococcal 13 valent conjugate vaccine, diphtheria CRM197 protein. Prevnar 13 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 13 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 13 does not protect against all strains of the disease. Ask your doctor or pharmacist today about Prevnar 13. Learn more at Prevnar13.com. Don't get Prevnar 13 if you have had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with a weakened immune system may have a lower response to the vaccine. The most commonly reported side effect was pain at the injection site. For additional common side effects and full prescribing information, please call 1-866-694-9300 or visit Prevnar13.com. Take a look under your bed. Find stuff under there? What about jobs? No? Now try your basement. There's a pair of overalls that overall you're not so into anymore. A perfectly good laptop that hasn't sat in your lap in months. And even more stuff, but still no jobs? Well, you really have both. See, stuff is defined as household articles considered as a group. Sometimes this stuff is no longer needed. Wait, no longer needed? That can't be right. Because remember those jobs you were looking for? Those are really needed, and they're the stuff inside your stuff. Even inside that winter coat that moved with you to Phoenix. Our job is to unlock those jobs, and it starts when you donate your stuff to your local Goodwill. Here's how we do it. When you donate to Goodwill, we sell your stuff to provide job training for people right here in your community. So just by teaming up with Goodwill, you help create jobs. And isn't that worth parting with the leftover key tar from your 80s cover band? Goodwill. Donate stuff, create jobs. Find your nearest donation center at Goodwill.org. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer. When I grow up, I want to be a glass countertop in a new home. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's best birthday present. When I grow up, I want to be a football stadium. When I grow up, I want to be a warm place on a cold day. When I grow up, I want to be a fancy backsplash. I, I want to be a bike that races around the when country. When I grow up, I want to be a bench on a forest when I trail. Grow up, I want to be a rocking chair on when a sunny I up, porch. I want to be a skyscraper. I want to be a... 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 When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. A public service advertisement brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council. All about that. Well, welcome back, everybody. 34 minutes after the hour, 11 o'clock. We have another half an hour or so of the car show. You're welcome to join us, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing is in Mesa. It's the only shop in Mesa that Mark Salem um, refers people to for a variety of reasons. It's not that it's the only good shop in Mesa, but he applied and he passed the muster. The problem is, is when you apply and... Um, there's a, a serious reason why that doesn't um, you wouldn't be on a, a list that started with best car repair shops so Thompson's has been around Brian and Thelma owner operator you'll find Thelma at the front counter and Brian in the shop both of them came from gas station families back from the 60s and 70s in Mesa their parents so they are they've been around the smell of gas and oil for a very long time they know right from wrong they're right there on Main Street just east of Stapley they do a good job every time. So if you're in Mesa and you're looking for a shop, they're certainly centrally located. They're right there at Main Street, just east of Stapley on the south side of the road, Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing. We were talking about those drums, and my wife said I should have said something. 
the guys with the garages that kind of like a where they hide out on nights and weekends with their buddies, drink beer, work on cars, stuff like that. This trash can that's blue that says Chevron on it, this is the kind of trash can that car guys want for their garages. If you want the can, it's $15. If you want me to cut the top off, I can do it for $3 more. And I can do a nice job because I've done enough of them. So if uh, your guy or if someone out there that you know needs a nice trash can um, for basically $18, and, again, it's donated to charity, and you can write it, your check to your favorite charity. I'll just, I'll just send it to them on your behalf. So nevertheless, that's what we do with our drums. And um, it used to be that there was a deposit on the drum, and the deposit on the drum was eight, ten, fifteen dollars. Well, for whatever reason, they're not doing that anymore. So that means that my shop is stocking these drums. Sometimes we'll end up with one or two a month, and then, of course, after six months, pretty soon you've got the uh, a whole corner of the back parking lot filled with uh, with empty oil drums. So, in reality, though, let me tell you that the the top oils we we squirt into cars um, are in tanks of three hundred gallons. And um, and we just pull a gun off the ceiling and we dial in five quarts and we just stick it in the car and we just pump five quarts in. That way, from an environmental point of view, as far as I'm concerned, I don't have to deal with the cardboard boxes or the plastic containers or the caps. So it's a real savings of time for us to squirt five quarts of oil in your car as opposed to dealing with the, the byproducts of the oil. So that's why we don't do... Uh, quarts of oil like that anymore. We just use them in a uh, big dispenser. We have actually six 500-gallon tanks, and it has transmission fluid and a variety of oils that cover all, virtually all the cars that we use. So rarely do we actually pour a quart of oil into a car out of a plastic container. So that's the uh, environmental part of our business. And um, And when it comes to car repair, there's a couple of things that we have talked about today, and you're welcome to join us if you want, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960 if you have a question or something. If you take your car in, my advice to you is, is whoever is the predominant driver of the car is the one that needs to write down what's going on. So if it's the husband or the wife or the high school teenager or the young lady who's in college or whatever, they need that those words need to come from their mouth and their phone number or email address should be on that piece of paper you, you you can't imagine how happy we are in the auto repair industry when someone brings us a piece of paper where someone has taken the time to say okay this is how you make it happen or this is when it happens and this is what it's doing when it makes this happen that kind of stuff that's just a wonderful communication device that um, we don't get as nearly as often as we want the real problem is the husband comes in and tells us about the wife's car that he never drives and he's gonna tell us what he thinks she said or what he thinks she meant now most of us gray-haired guys that have you know grease on our hands that's embedded for the last 40 years we're gonna call the wife anyway because we need to talk to the driver we can't have this this uh, daisy chain communication what is it that it does? Tell us how we should make it happen. When does it happen to you? Is it hot or cold or fast or slow? When does this this leak appear? Is it after you park it? Um, and what part of the car is it in? Is it underneath the right front headlight, the left front headlight? Is it kind of the center of the windshield but a little bit in front of the windshield? What color is the fluid? Um, that kind of stuff. 
those are the ones that really get hard to fix because we're working off of a symptom where we're where our our um where we're not really sure because the husband will say oh that's engine oil but the husband's wrong it's not it's power steering fluid or it's transmission fluid um, or it's coolant that's dirty (laughs) that looks bad like oil so there's all those dynamics and the most important part of this is the communication between the person at the shop which is typically the service rider and the husband and or the wife or whoever the predominant driver of the car is other than maintenance. Maintenance is pretty easy. You know, I'm bringing it in for an oil change. Would you look it over good and call me with any needs that you find? Here's my card. Here's my cell phone number. Thank you very much. Oh, by the way, how much is that and when will it be done? Those are okay questions to ask. We're not offended when you ask how much our oil changes are or anything. Or When I say us, I, I mean most of the people in our industry. 602-508-0960. We have five lines open and you can grab one right now. If you listen to this radio station for 24 hours straight, you'd hear about a quarter of a million words, and thousands of those words every day come from listeners like you. No one values your opinion more than we do. And when you support our advertisers, you turn words into actions. We know you're not always going to agree with us, but we wouldn't be here without you. So we thank you for listening and supporting our advertisers. 960 The Patriot, a Salem Media Group station. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Radio.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. This is attorney William J. Wolf, host of Middle East Radio Forum, heard every Sunday at noon here on 960 The Patriot. This Sunday, attorney David Rothschild will examine the dynamics and inherent conflicts of the new Israeli government. The government at the crossroads and quite possibly the crosshairs of Biden's Middle East policy. That's Middle East Radio Forum, Sunday at noon on 960 The Patriot. On the next episode of Recipes for Disaster. So we've got our neighbor Paul coming over tonight for a barbecue, which is why I prepared a delicious lemon rosemary steak marinade for my special collection of old family recipes. To make sure the steaks are extra, extra, extra tender, I left them marinating out on the counter overnight, just like Nana used to. Maria may mean well, but without food safety, it never ends well. Always thaw or marinate foods in the refrigerator at 40 degrees Fahrenheit or below. Or you could make your friends and family really sick. Maria's neighbor Paul didn't think twice about the steak he ate until he was presenting his company's financial forecast to the board. That's when a sudden bout of food poisoning made it explicitly clear that profits weren't the only thing on the rise. Watch Recipes for Disaster at foodsafety.gov. You'll learn the right steps as Maria does everything wrong. Brought to you by the USDA, HHS, and the Ad Council. This is Jerry Boyer of Town Hall Finance for townhall.com. It appears there's a basic agreement between congressional Republicans and the Biden administration about a $1 trillion infrastructure bill. There shouldn't be. Our baseline of spending is already at historic highs. Plus, there were several COVID relief bills adding up to several trillion dollars. It's becoming clear that what financial economist Rob Arnott said to me on a recent episode of my podcast, Meeting of Minds with Jerry Boyer, is true. Neither party is fully committed to small government. 
my core political principles are really simple. It's personal liberty, economic freedom, respect for the Constitution, and limited government. Hmm. For 2020, I don't know which party showed any respect for any of the four. It's a bad sign for the future. The American fiscal freight train has discarded its only brake lever. If we're going to avoid the kind of debt and currency crises which have brought other countries to their knees, it's going to take some willpower. I'm Jerry Boyer. If you listen to this radio station for 24 hours straight, you'd hear about a quarter of a million words, and thousands of those words every day come from listeners like you. No one values your opinion more than we do. And when you support our advertisers, you turn words into actions. We know you're not always going to agree with us, but we wouldn't be here without you. So we thank you for listening and supporting our advertisers. 960 The Patriot, a Salem Media Group station. You don't need to get a second job as a stuntman to save money. We need a new stuntman. You just need FeedThePig.org. Don't get left behind. Get tips and tools at FeedThePig.org. Brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. Well, uh... Welcome back, everybody. 44 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. We have uh, four lines open. Harold's got one. You're welcome to him. 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. Harold, good morning. How can I help you? Uh, hi, Mark. Uh, yeah, if you got a couple minutes, I'd like you to expound a little bit about what's going on with these electric vehicles. Uh, if you watch TV and read the paper, you get the impression that there's some pretty serious problems like fires and what have you happening. In fact, I understand that if you own a Bolt, GM has recommended you don't even park it in your garage. Uh, Do you know what's going on here? Well, first of all, this is nothing new to our industry. Ford told people that had a a problem with a, a, a fuse holder not to park their vans inside their garages or anywhere near their houses because the thing would catch fire in the middle of the night and burn the house down. So mm. this this now I am not a fan of electric cars yet. Yet I think we've got a long way to go to get them to where they're dependable. What they have been able to do is they've have been able to to cultivate owners and these and I'm making fun of my friends now but I'm not going to name them. Uh, they've cultivated friends of mine that are so dyed-in-the-wool Tesla and Volt and this Prius. These guys wear underwear that have the name of their car written on the band in the front. They tell everybody how great they are and how fast they go and how they do this, and they're safe and on and on. And it just makes me sick because this is the same crap we heard with front-wheel drive cars. It's the same crap we heard when we came out with electronic ignition. So as far as electric cars are concerned, um, they they don't hold a big part of the market. I mean, they are a very, so very small part of the market. It's We've already gone from 5 and 6 and 8 and 9 and 10 miles to the gallon to cars out there that are popping 20s and 30s and 40s. So I don't really care what I work on. I don't really have a dog in this electric car fight, but you're right. Their their failures are front-page news because their failures are of the magnitude that's going to cause somebody possibly cause someone some physical harm or cause the house to burn down. So yes, they have to deal with the batteries. They have to deal with the weight. 
they have to w- deal with the idea that this car may only have two or three hundred mile range, and and you have to deal with the idea that somebody up in the cloud is controlling your car and has the ability to shut it down and stuff. Although they have that ability today too on gasoline powered cars, so if you have OnStar or Ford's uh, kind of web access or Chrysler's, um, if someone steals your car, then under the very best of conditions, uh, the police will call um, Ford or Chevy or Dodge and say, here's the VIN number. Can you see the car moving? Yes. Here's a court order. Would you, that car is running from the police and we'll shut it off. And that that rarely happens because the the hoops that uh, the dealers or the car makers put you through are are, are just not worth the, the. By that time they get done, everybody's had a birthday, and the people um, uh, that were running from the police are already in South America. So yeah. I, I don't I don't right now I'm not against the electric cars. I think some of the safety features in some of the cars are attractive. I think what bothers people the most, and, and certainly I've said this for myself, is you get the electric cars, and boy, they go downhill real fast, but they seem to forget that they belong in the right lane when they're going uphill and there's a line of cars behind them. But it feels it feels to me like that they really, we should all avoid the fast lane is for passing and the slow lane and the right lane is for everybody else. But the, the aggravation of being in a line of traffic from pacing, to Phoenix on Sunday afternoon and having some electric car in front of you that on the downhill he's charging his battery so he's going kind of slow and on the uphill he's trying not to use a lot of electricity so he's going kind of slow it's somewhat aggravating to me I'm not going to speak for anybody else but I do predict this Tesla appears to be in the lead by a long ways I think Tesla will be a mainstream car certainly in the next five years but I don't believe that Tesla will ever break 5 or 10% of the cars on the market, the cars on the road, not in my lifetime. That's what I believe. That I am. Oh, and then the idea that we have the hybrids, which has a gasoline motor and an electric uh, motor, that even complicates matters worse because I'm not quite sure the environmental benefits <laughs> are there when we talk about using the gas motor to power the car and using the gas motor <laughs> to charge the battery. I'm just a little confused about that. So Yeah, I was that... talking to a lady who had one of the smaller Teslas, and she was complaining that when she used the air, the mileage range went way down. Yes. Yes, yes, absolutely. That's kind of what we miss. Um, Tesla has done a great job in being able to give the driver information. Just an outstanding job. I've heard, I've got two or three of my friends that wear Tesla underwear. Um, They have Tesla written on their foreheads with black magic markers. Uh, They defend the car at every way, shape, or form. And every opportunity, I am just so sick and tired of hearing about Teslas. But these are friends of mine, and I'm the car guy, and so we have these kinds of conversations. But but the idea is is that we're still got a long way to go. But Tesla certainly has come out of the barn um, with a really fine car. But there is a process, and they're giving the driver a lot of information, and they're telling the driver, "You better stop it because you're not going to get to Sholo from Phoenix if you keep driving that way." So, but I, I, there's still the rubber tires. There's still a cooling system um, in there. There's still air conditioning that we're going to use electric motors 
and electricity to run the compressors instead of a fan belt. So we've got, and then you've got electric motors for the steering, and you've got electric motors on the tires, and then you've got brakes and ABS. You've got all this stuff, and it's all centered around a battery. And the problem with that is is that, yes, we can reverse the, the, the polarity, so to speak, in, in, in we can charge the batteries on the way down the hill, but I'm of the opinion that the electricity we make going down is is the same as or more of going up the other side of the hill. So I'm a little confused, but right now I'm not kicking Teslas out of my fleet. They're welcome to bring them in for service, and we do a lot of service on them of tire rotations and stuff like that. But um, it's just uh, it's just going to have to shake out. This is no different than front-wheel drive cars. This is no different than um, fuel injection. This is no different than computer-operated cars. We'll, we'll get through it. It's going to take some time. Yeah. And and I think they're, that Tesla's kind of setting the pace for all of this. Tesla's not anything I would want because I can't haul a horse trailer with the Tesla. And let me tell you a funny story. I have two or three friends that are just rabid Tesla people. And if they're listening right now, their panties are wadded up and their voices are high. They are just flipping out because I'm not going to answer their calls. <laughs> so, <laughs> but they just they just are rabid about their Teslas. Um, but the problem is, is yeah, they'll go fast, and they do a they do a zero to ten miles an hour faster than any other car made in the world, or all these stupid statistical stuff. They're very safe. I will give them the Tesla. They're very, very safe. But they're just not where they want to be. But they are making good strides. And I don't care that everybody's going to the moon or going up in space anymore. I just wish that we'd find a car that that uh, would balance that out. So I I don't know where we're going, but I think we're in the right direction. But um, I think Tesla is so far ahead of the Toyota Prius and and the Volt that it's it's the difference between Fred Flintstone and Microsoft. That's the difference between where we're at now with Tesla and the the Prius and the Volt. So, and this idea that we're going to have eighty percent of our fleet in electric cars in so many years, I'm really struggling with that. But then again, I don't care. Um, I'll just deal with whoever's got a car and I'll fix it for him. But that's it. Okay? Thank you, Mark. Okay. Good luck, Harold. Thank you. I'll catch a lot of flack for what I just said, but you know what? It's okay. It's okay. Um, it, uh, God bless the people with Tesla. Um, I mean, if if you do something wrong to the car, they'll send someone to fix it. <laughs> I think that's a good idea. I, I, I would like to have the automatic road service with an electric car um, just because. <laughs> oh, gosh. And uh, anyway, I'm going to get off the, the electric car thing because i got to do that. Okay, uh, real quick, um, a friend of mine calls me and he says, my, my daughter's in Prescott and, um, and she can't get her car started. Um, is there anything that you can give me advice? And I said, just have her call me. So I, I, she calls me and I say, step in front of the car, turn on the headlights. Her husband's in the car. She turns on the headlights. I says, what are they? And she says, they're yellow. And I said, okay, now have him try to start the car and I want to know if there's a click just one click or multiple clicks or if there's no clicks but I'm more important I want to know what the headlights are doing she says okay so she instructs her husband he hits the key the headlights go to nothing he lets go of the key there's no cranking of the engine and the headlights come back on yellow okay that's a voltage problem so I said to her you should be able to jump start this car and you should be able to get it someplace and have them check the 
the electrical systems, but because it's a three-year-old car and you've never replaced the battery, it has symptoms of what a bad battery would cause, but you need to have the car thoroughly checked out. So come to find out is we were right. The battery was old. The battery was replaced, and everything is fine. So on FAQ 28 on my website, MarkSalem.com, there's an FAQ 28 that you should print and put inside your car in the glove box, and it tells you how to help yourself diagnose what's wrong with your car when it doesn't start. And when I say start, that means it doesn't go... Otherwise, the motor doesn't crank over, and then the motor runs. So it, does, it, it doesn't crank, or it does crank, but doesn't catch. Those are the, all the idiosyncrasies of when it... Because when people say, my car doesn't start, the question is, is, does it crank over? No. Okay, well, it's not cranking. Okay, yes, that's good. Now we're on the same track. As opposed to, it doesn't start. Well, it cranks over normal, but it doesn't catch Okay, well, that's a start. So see how it's important that we become um, front-counter people and advocates for our customers. So when we talk to them and they say the car doesn't start, we have to determine, is this an electrical problem? Is this the absence of fuel? Is it cranking over? Is it not cranking over? Or is it cranking over but doesn't run? Those are the kinds of words that are really important to those of us in the industry. So it... Another thing I want to share with you is the environmental position of many of us in the automobile industry would surprise you. I'll give you an example from my shop. Um, we have won just about every city, local, county, state, and government award for environmental practices. I'll give you an example. We have huge tanks I talked about with oil, fresh oil in them, so that we don't throw away boxes and we don't throw away plastic containers because we buy it in bulk. And that way I can squirt five quarts of oil in your car in about 11 seconds. And I don't have to go get five quarts, take the caps off, pour them in one by one. There's a tremendous time savings for me, but at the same point, I am not contributing to the, the trash in the planet. Waste oil, we all sell our waste oil. And they use it in freighters and stuff like that. So all of us save our waste oil and we sell it. Many of us recycle our coolant. Many of us recycle metal and aluminum. So there's a real push from the environmental point of view for many shops in the Phoenix area. I'm proud to say that we've won a lot of awards and we started when we first built our building in 1994. As a matter of fact, we used vegetable oil in our hoists and today that's now the standard and that was more than 20 years ago, almost, what, 28 years, 26 years ago. So those are the kinds of issues. We're the auto repair industry is no longer what you see used to see on television with the guys with greasy hands and stuff like that. If you look in most shops, the technicians are actually wearing gloves <laughs> because their wife would prefer their hands look a little nicer when they go out to eat uh, if they would wear gloves. And many of us provide that as well. So my, name, my website is MarkSalem.com. Mark with a K, Salem, like the cigarette.com. And you can always send me an email at mark at marksalem.com. Mark at marksalem.com. Especially if you want a drum or a flyer about the drums. If you want to buy something for your hubby and he's got a man cave somewhere and he wants a Chevron oil drum for trash. We'll see you next Saturday right here on KKNT 960 AM.